This message you are about to listen to was recorded live at the retained Christian Church of God, Fountain of Life Parish, December Farms Road, at Cable Stop, Agbara Dusada Road, Ogun State. The blessed as you listen. Ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come with open arms. Oh, let the ancient walls ancient walls ever true. Changing me and changing you. We have come with open hearts. All the ancient walls. I want you to lift up your voice as a father, as a worker in your vineyard. Speak to me this morning. Father, speak to me this morning. Father, speak to me this morning. As a worker in your vineyard, O oh Lord, speak to me this morning. Father, speak to me this morning. Liko prande vozori makole mrekoli abosapratoli akada. Erika pori mokora mando prekoli kapori alembredozoli akada. Father, as a worker in your vineyard, speak to me this morning. Lerumonia Kazu Prando Procori Mokori Prato Zoliagana. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. This morning, we want to look at the topic Preach the Gospel. Preach the Gospel. Somebody say, Preach the Gospel. I want you to help me tell your neighbor like an instruction to him or her. Say, Preach the Gospel. Romans chapter 10. I want us to read together from verse 8 to 16. Romans 10 verse 8 to 16. Romans chapter 10 verse 8 to 16. Can we read together? One to go. But what saith it? The word is near thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart that is the word of faith which we preach that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved verse 10 for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, 
How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of or good tidings. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who had believed our report. I want to pray one prayer before I continue. Say, Father, help me to obey your gospel. In the name of Jesus. Father, please help me to obey your gospel. As a worker in your vineyard, oh Lord, help me to be obedient to your gospel. In the name of Jesus, help me to obey your gospel. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Praise the Lord. I want us to take a deeper look into the scripture we just read. Apostle Paul was talking to the people at the church in, in Rome. And there are some things he said that I want us to take note of and take to heart this morning. Apostle Paul started from verse 8 by saying that the word of God is close to you and I. He said the word is close to us. He said the word is in our mouth and in our heart. The word of faith, he said, is to be preached. That's the first thing I took note of from that scripture. The word is close to us. The, it is in our mouth and our heart. The word of faith is to be preached. Meaning that we are not just supposed to be intimate with the word of God. We are to preach the word of God to the hands of the earth. We are to make our mouth available for the preaching of God's word. Praise the Lord. Number two thing I want to talk about from that scripture. Apostle Paul spoke about the process of salvation. He spoke about the process of salvation. He said, you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Having believed in your heart, that he was raised from the dead. Then if you do that, you are saved. Said you will believe in your heart and you will confess with your mouth. Then after that, you are declared saved. Number three thing, he said, he said, whoever shall call on Jesus shall be saved. Meaning that those who are saved if they are in one trouble or the other and they call on Jesus, they will be saved from that trouble. When they call on his name, he will answer his name. He will settle the cases. He will intervene in their matter. Praise the Lord. Then, he began to ask some questions. Having established those three things I first mentioned, he began to ask some questions that I want to pay attention to. You and I must listen to these questions and provide answers. Apostle Paul said, how can they call on whom that they have not believed? Now, he has said, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. He now started to ask you and I some very important questions. How can they call on whom that they have not believed? He went further to ask again, how shall they believe whom that they have not heard? 
Romans 10 verse 17, the Bible says, faith coming by hearing. So somebody who has not come to believe Jesus, because the person has not had Jesus, the person cannot have faith in Jesus. And you and I may be the reason why. Praise the Lord. So how shall they believe whom they have not had? If they have not heard about him, how will they believe him? He went further to ask, how shall they hear without a preacher? If you and I, we are not preaching, how will unbelievers hear? That's what Apostle Paul was asking us. Without a preacher, preaching to them, how will they hear? If they don't hear, how will they believe? If they don't believe, which God will they pray to? Which God will be their God that they are looking up to? To help them. And that's the reason many are still worshipping idols. How shall they hear without a preacher? Without those of us who have declared ourselves saved. Making ourselves available as preachers of the world to the ends of the earth. How shall people hear the gospel? In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8 to 12, the Bible makes us to understand that when Isaiah had that encounter with the Lord, he said, Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Then said I, Here I am send me there are many pastors there are many prophets there are many teachers there are many apostles in fact one of the reigning titles now in Christendom is apostle one small boy now we just appear from nowhere God has called me before one or two years the they, are, they have already given him the title apostle. I don't know who is dashing them the title. All I know is that the cheapest title to get now is apostle. Praise the Lord. And I have I have evidence. 2014, when we were living in Ibado, there was somebody we know who was starting ministry at that time. And after a few years here, I started seeing on Facebook, opposed to this, opposed to that. Praise the Lord. There are many prophets, many pastors, many teachers, many apostles, but there are few evangelists. There are few. And the same way God asked Isaiah, the same way he had the voice of the Lord, who shall I send? Who will go for us? People are perishing. And Isaiah said, here am I, send me. The same way God is looking for those who he will send. You know, an apostle Paul, he asked, he asked another question for that I want to pay attention to. He said, how shall they preach except they are sent? How shall they preach except they are sent? And maybe you are listening to me this morning, here and you are saying, I'm not sent. The question I have for you is that who told you that? Who told you that you are not sent? Who gave you the conviction that you are not sent? 
Where is the source of that mindset that you are not sent? Who told you you need a special calling to enter into the duty post of an evangelist? In John 20 verse 21, John 20 verse 21, Jesus, Jesus said unto them again, Peace be unto you. As my father sent me, even so send I you. So there is no controversy. There are no two ways about it. There is no reason to ask any further question. Jesus has spoken to you and I. Peace be unto you. As my father has sent me, the same father who anointed me with the Holy Ghost and power, and for whom I went about doing good, the same father who sent me, as he has sent me, I send you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Then Paul went further to speak about one of the benefits of evangelism. He said, your feet will become beautiful because you preach the gospel. He said, how beautiful. How beautiful is the feet of those who preach the gospel. You know, in my language, let me give an analogy. When they say a woman's leg is good, for instance, when they say woman's leg is good, you know the meaning. That leg is good and beautiful because as that woman carried that leg enter into that man's house, good things begin to happen. Praise the Lord. And as an evangelist, God is saying, your feet will be beautiful. Meaning that if you carry your leg and you enter a place, good things will enter that place. Because you are an evangelist. Praise the Lord. For instance, in Acts chapter 8, from verse 5 to 8, Joy followed Philip to Samaria. Philip went to preach in Samaria. He went to preach. He preached in Samaria. And people gave their life to Christ. The power of God moved. And the word of God says that there was great joy in the city. If you are an evangelist, joy will follow you to wherever you go. There must be joy in that your office because an evangelist is there. There must be joy wherever you enter as an evangelist because your feet has become beautiful. Your feet has become a conductor of God's presence. Wherever you go, God follows you to. Wherever you go, the presence of the Lord goes with you. And whatever is available in God's presence, you are already a carrier of it into wherever you go. Look at Joseph in Genesis chapter 39, if you read verse 5. Because of the presence of Joseph in Potiphar's house, there was prosperity in that house to the extent that his master testified that God is blessing him, is blessing his business because of the presence of Joseph in that place. 
Maybe you are saying Joseph is not an evangelist. How do you know? Somebody who, when he was in the prison, was using his God-giving gift to advertise God to others by interpreting their dreams. You say it's not an evangelist. Somebody that God showed the vision of where he was going and he chose to advertise that good God who showed him where he was going by telling them what that God has said. So is he now that Joseph that God will say go and preach the gospel? He will not, he will not, he will not preach. He was an evangelist. And the presence of God went with him into Potiphar's house. And God advertised himself through him. Praise the Lord. When you are an evangelist, your leg will be good. Wherever you enter, God will enter with you. In Mark chapter 16 from verse 15 to 18. In case you are still saying, God has not called me. God has not called me. The Bible says, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world. Is Lusada on the map of the world? Is Agbana on the map of the world? Is Lagos not on the map of the world? Somebody answer me. Jesus said unto you and I, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized, how will they believe if you don't preach to them? When you preach, some people have to believe. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Even though they will be damned, the consequences of them denying Jesus will not be on you. Jesus will not request their blood from you. Somewhere in the book of Ezekiel, the Bible makes us to understand that if I say to the wicked that thou shalt surely die, and you didn't go to him to tell him to repent of his sins, if he dies in his sin, God says, your, his blood will I require from your hand. So you won't be the reason why somebody will be damned. And these signs, go back to that, Mark 16. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Jesus is not just sending you and I because he wants people to be roaming about. He wants to walk with you. One of the pathways to higher anointing is evangelism. Where many are missing it is that they think that anointing only comes by fasting and prayer. Anointing comes when you allow God to walk with you because you are walking his ways. When you go for him, he goes with you. He doesn't leave you alone. He doesn't leave you alone. That's why many, even though they pray and fast, they are not growing in grace. They are not growing anointing. Because the mantle God releases upon the evangelist is the mantle of dominion. Those 
who don't evangelize, they are missing out on signs and wonders following them. God made a promise where we just read that if an evangelist lay hand on the sick, the sick will recover. If they take up serpent and they drink poison, it will not hurt them. It won't hurt them. The reason is because God is working with them. If you read Jeremiah 20 verse 11, you will know the importance of God being with a man. For God is with me as a mighty, terrible God. And that is the reason my persecutors will stumble, they will fail, they will not prevail. The everlasting confusion shall not be forgotten. This is the kind of mightiness of God's presence that evangelists enjoy. I'm believing God that this morning somebody will make up his or her mind that he or she will become an evangelist without delay. What we just read in Mark 16 verse 15 to 18. Do you know those words were the last words of Jesus before he ascended back to heaven after his resurrection? Do you know? Let's read verse 19. You will know. Let's read verse 19. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. Jesus made the statement in verse 15 to 18 as his sent forth message. He was going to leave them. He was now giving them secrets to greater anointing. Secrets to greater works. Secrets to dominion over darkness. He was telling them before he left them. Somebody said that if you want to hear wisdom, listen to the words of a man that is, that is dying. Because when a man is dying, the kind of words he begins to utter, especially those who are sick, whole elderly people who are sick and they are dying. Pay attention to the kind of words they they say when they are dying. So if Jesus was saying this when he was leaving the scene, then it should be one of those things in the scriptures that you and I will take to heart. Praise the Lord. And guess what? The disciples obeyed Jesus. They obeyed him. They, they obeyed him. They are not one of the people that Paul was lamenting about in our text that they did not obey the gospel. Let's read verse 20. They obeyed, they obeyed, they obeyed him. Verse 20. Jesus said what he will do. Did he not do it? Let's read together. And they went forth. Let's read together. I want to go everybody. And they went forth and preached everywhere. Am I the only one in church? Are you angry with this word I'm sharing? Can we read it together? One to go. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord walking with them and confirming the word with signs following. Now, from verse 15 to 18, Jesus made that promise. In verse 19, Jesus ascended back to heaven. They decided that this thing Jesus has told us will put it to test. We will know 
whether he was calming us or he meant it. And immediately they sprung into action. So they went and preached everywhere in verse 20. They went and preached everywhere. The Lord walking with them and confirming the word with signs following. Now, who are the people God was working with? The disciples who obeyed Jesus and embraced his instruction that they should go for evangelism. Is he people who have spent 40 days on the mountain? Is he people who have fasted for 100 days? You want to dominate over powers of darkness. Pay attention to what Jesus is telling you and I. Become an evangelist. Gospel bearers are power carriers. You may be looking at an evangelist and you may be looking down such people because what they are doing is not visible to everybody. However, every faithful evangelist is a candidate of divine jealousy. I am telling you the truth. So if Satan is still confronting you and you are living in fear, one of the reasons may be that you are not yet a gospel bearer. You are, you are not yet an evangelist. You are still a church comer, I'll be a church goer, whichever one is right. But you are still allergic to evangelism. I pray for each and every one of us, every allergy to evangelism, God will heal this morning. Your amen can be louder if you are not angry. Every allergic reaction to evangelism that is evident in your life, the Lord will heal you of them in the name of Jesus. You know, some people are allergic to some kind of food. When they eat some kind of food, their body will react. That's the same way when we say it's time for evangelism. Evangelism holds Saturday by 5 p.m. Come. Some people will look at that message and say, Pastor, you're on your own. It is because you are allergic to evangelism. That's why your reaction to it is negative. Some people will say he has come again. He will not allow us to enjoy our Saturday evening. It is because you are allergic to evangelism. That's why instead of you embracing it, you are reacting to it. Praise the Lord. Listen to me. If you want God to be with you and commission you for signs and wonders, preach the gospel like the disciples. Go everywhere and proclaim the gospel of Christ. In Psalm 105, verse 13 to 15, the Bible says when they go from place to place, from one kingdom to another, he suffered no man to do them wrong. He reproved kings for their sake, saying, touch not my anointed, and do my prophet no harm. Those who are restless from Jesus, who go from place to place, Proclaiming the gospel of Christ, anointing is available for them, and they belong to the class of those people that are called touch not. I pray for you as from today, you begin to enjoy divine immunity. 
you begin to enjoy divine immunity in the name of Jesus I want to listen to this again if you want God to answer you speedily without delay, without hindrance enroll into the school of the evangelist how do I know John 15 verse 16 let's read it together John 15 verse 16 John 15 verse 16 John 15 verse 16 Ye have not chosen me but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go you are ordained to go not to sit down in church and strive to be known as a powerful worker you, are, you should go and bring forth fruit that your fruit should remain and whatsoever ye ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. The question Jesus wants me to ask each and every one of us is that looking around at us in this workers' meeting, looking around in the main service, can you point at your fruits? Can you point at those that you can say it was through my evangelistic mission that this person came to the saving knowledge of Christ can you point at some people that it was through you they got saved and joined us or if you are to count it is people who have left church because of you that you can count praise the Lord because the truth remains that if you are not evangelizing for Jesus, you may not know indirectly because you are not attracting people into his kingdom. Indirectly, you may be sending them away. Praise the Lord. Because whatever you do not allow God to use you to do, the devil can use you to do it for him. The devil can use you to do it for him. Maybe you are saying that's not true. Oh. By your dressing, you may be evangelizing for the devil. If your dressing makes you look like those who, go, who are going to club, instead of people coming to church, they will be saying, she's an hypocrite. She's one of us at the club. We better remain there instead of us doing chameleon like, like her or like him. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. I came across one video on, on Facebook. That guy in the Pentecostal church, they showed the guy in one, one nightclub. That on, in that nightclub, a, a prostitute was dancing and the guy was holding the prostitute in a very provocative way. And they put the video of the guy beside where the guy is holding microphone in church and he's singing powerful worship songs. And the person that posted that video said a few hours ago that this person that is dancing with prostitute in Biapalo, few hours ago, he was singing like an angel in church. See life. Praise the Lord. If I see that video again, I can send it on a platform. So in that way, because it's not an evangelist for Jesus, it's evangelizing for Satan. Because that is double 
double standard lifestyle. Some people will just follow. Some people will follow. Some people will say, so I can be serving Jesus in deceit like this and still be enjoying myself in the world. So this kumbo can work. And me too, I will adopt it. I pray for each and every one here. If you have been sending people to hell unknowingly, the mercy of God will locate you. Your answer can be louder. God has called you and I to become evangelist. You don't need a special calling. You don't need to hear God specially to be an evangelist. Every Bible student who has located the word of God must be an evangelist. You don't need God to tell you. In Acts chapter 13, verse 47 to 48. Acts 13, verse 47 to 48. I want us to read it together. Acts chapter 13, verse 47 to 48. Can we read it together? I want to go. For so, praise the Lord. Let's read together like evangelists that are not angry. I want to go. For so, as the Lord commanded us, saying, I have said it to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the hands of the earth. I want us to pause. It is either we are for salvation of others, or we are for their fall. Am I talking to somebody? He has sent us to the Gentiles. Who are the Gentiles? Unbelievers. It's either we take salvation to them, or we become the reason why they will backslide. Let's read verse 48. Verse 48. And when the Gentiles heard it, they were glad. They were glad. And glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. Some people are ordained to be saved, whether the devil likes it or not. Such people are just waiting for you and I, the ordained evangelist. Ordained evangelist to the Gentiles. To go and tell them so that they will not miss out of the eternal plan that God has for them. But if we don't do this, we are failing God. Somebody say, I will not fail God. Can you say it like you mean it? Say, I will not fail God. Look at what Paul said in Romans 1 verse 16. Romans 1 verse 16. If you hate this thing I'm saying, shout hallelujah. If you hate this thing I'm talking this morning, just shout hallelujah. Or shout, pastor, stop there. Enough is enough. Praise the Lord. Can we read it together? One to go. For, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jews first, and also to the Greek. I am not ashamed. When you tell some people to preach the gospel, they will say, "What will I tell them?" Ah, am I? How can I? What will I? Oh, it's not easy. Pastor, please leave me. Hey, this, this, that, that. Paul said, "For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? It is the power of God." It is the power of God. The power of God is manifested through the gospel. Unto salvation. To everyone that believes. 
the power that breaks the stronghold of sin and disobedience is the power of the gospel. That's why if there be a sinner that you refuse to give up on, as you keep sending the word of salvation to that person, the stronghold of darkness in that person will one day be broken because the anointing of gospel PRS will always yield the result of salvation. Praise the Lord. Do you know that Jesus came mainly to preach the gospel? In Isaiah 61 verse, verse 1 and Luke 14 verse 18, he declares manifesto. Isaiah prophesied ahead. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel. And if you read Luke 4 verse 18, the same thing. Jesus repeated it. He has anointed me to preach the gospel. Do you know in the same way, God has been anointing you and I to preach the gospel. When we had the impartation service for workers and the power of God came upon you, the purpose was not such that you fall down and rise up again. The purpose was that you rise up and you become a witness. Act 1, verse 8, you shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, then you will now go and become a witness. And a witness is not just an evangelist. A witness is a proof producer. You go, you evangelize. When people need proof that the power of God is real, God will manifest the power. You begin to show evidence to people that truly Jesus is alive. We may not know what we are missing if we don't evangelize. But I want to charge us. Be the agent of light that this generation is waiting for. Matthew 4, verse 13 to 17. Let's read it together. Matthew 4, verse 13 to 17. Can we read together with a very loud voice? One to go. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the seacoast, in the borders of Zabulon and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Elijah, Isaiah the prophet, saying, the land of Zabulon, the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, verse 16. The people we sat in darkness saw great light, and to them we sat in the region and shadow of death. Light is sprung up. Because of who? Because of Jesus. When will light spring up in your community because of you? From that time, can you read? Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When was the last time you told somebody, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand? When was the last time? When was the last time we have become specialists only in praying selfish prayers? Father, this is what I want. When will you do it? Father is getting late. Some people even threaten God. God, if you don't do this thing on time, I will backslide. God, if you don't do this thing, I can drink poison and die. 
I'm tired of these delay tactics you are using with me, God. That's what many of us are doing. When was the last time you took the burden of God to somebody to say, like Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand? When was the last time somebody heard that from you? The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Let me conclude by admonishing us with what Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4 verse 2. 2 Timothy 4 verse 2. Can we read it together? One to go. Preach the word. Be instant in season. Out of season. Reprove, rebook, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. This was Paul talking to his son in the Lord Timothy. Preach the gospel. Be instant in season. Every opportunity to preach, preach instantly. Out of season. He was saying that preach when it is general evangelism time in church. When we declare it's time for evangelism, preach. When it is not time for evangelism, preach. Preach in season. Preach out of season. This means preach when church says there's evangelism. Create time to also preach on your own. Make it a lifestyle. It was saying rebook sin. Exhort people to live in holiness. And he says suffer long. Bear unbelievers. If you are preaching and they are not listening, continue to persevere and pray for them. Don't give up on them. That's what it means to suffer long. With long suffering. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Look at what Paul said as I ask us to pray one prayer. First Corinthians 9 verse 16 to 18. Look at what Paul said that I want you to take note of. Can we read it together? I want to go. For I've used none of these things. 16 to 18. 16 to 18. 16 to 18. One to go. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. You know the meaning of woe, woe is me. I am finished. I am in trouble if I don't preach the gospel. That's what Paul was saying to himself. Woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. If I don't preach the gospel, I am finished. For if I do, let's read verse 17. For if I do this willingly, meaning that willingness is required, I have a reward. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. So evangelism is not just something you do because pastor is asking you to do it. If you want to do it and have reward, be willing. Let it start from you making up your mind today that I will make sure my heart is willing towards evangelism. What is my reward then? Verily, that when I preach the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge, that I abuse not the power in the gospel. Not preaching the gospel is abuse of God's power. Abuse of the power of the Holy Ghost that is upon you. It's abuse of God's grace that is upon you. That's why this morning I want you to bow your head and say, Father, say, Father, wherever I've been abusing your grace, Father, have mercy upon me. 
Father, give me the grace to go for you, to win souls for your kingdom, to go after lost souls in the mighty